Last time on the Bestow Curse podcast, our heroes faced off against the architect of the Bloodveil Plague and Diason herself. The party took her down in a brutal combat, but as she breathed her last, a ghostly form rose from her body, ready to begin the combat anew. Will this spectral enemy spell death for our heroes? The Cursed Campaign continues now. We're back oh, no. to phase two of the fight. It's like a Final Fantasy boss. Uh, oh, boy. The second phase. Second phase looks a little scarier than the first phase. Yeah, art art is ominous. I still think she looks hot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's fair. This, this is the new 2E Child of Ergothoa art. Did she get bigger? Yeah, she got large. I don't know about you guys. But, but yeah, that's, that's definitely a turn on for Steve, yeah. so. Oh, man, I... 10 foot tall horned woman. Let's go. Yeah. I'm feeling hashtag child free. You know, I want to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this one's a daughter, I guess. This is a daughter of Ergothoa before they made them children of Ergothoa. Mm-hmm. I think this was the first one that shows up ever. That makes sense. Oh, this was, this was a big book for or- Ergothoa back in the day, right? Yeah. Kind yeah. Solidified it's a big book for it. Yeah. Because I don't think there were any like big Ergothoa books in Rise, and that's basically the only thing before this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was the first uh, Ergothoa splat book. There you go. Is is Ergothoa featured in other ones heavily? I mean, Carrying Crown. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, the adventure you played <laughs> to completion had everything to do with the Whispering Way. I don't. I feel like they're such a big bag. I forgot that that was their god. Most of their god. Yeah. Yeah. So. uh Steve, how's the how's the healing spells situation looking? So glad you asked. Let me run it down, <laughs> baby. Here we go. Fourth level spells, where are they at? They gone. Out of Third here. level spells, miss me with them. They're gone. Second level spells, Second don't need them. Gone. So let's talk about focus points. Out. Um, first level spells, got three. Good for three rounds of combat, baby. Hey. Woo. Um, and then we're talking cantrips, we're talking staff, we're talking demon mask. Uh, oh, to provide like a point of healing correct. for casting something? Yep. What do you have in the staff? Which staff is that? That's the staff of... This is... I have it on the sheet right here as I waste time... Staff of Providence. Staff of Providence. So we're talking guidance. Mm-hmm. Already had it. Light coming from the halo. This is where we get good, though. Bless. Not bad. Create water. Mm. Less useful right now. Augury. I can tell if it's a good or a bad <laughs> thing that we're in this combat. <laughs> Create food. Not really helpful. See invisibility. Potentially helpful. Status. Irrelevant. Yeah. Irrelevant. So uh, not good, man. We're basically doing this combat with very little Vec in it. Yeah, I think uh, you still got battle medicines, right? Yeah, I didn't battle medicine anybody. I'm no mirror though, so that's not a gimme, and it's not like a, a big number. So it's it's something I got, but we'll see. Yeah, I actually did, as a side note, create a new item of 
uh, Mirror Battle Medicine, which is a little witch em- image, and then a Vac Battle Medicine, which is a guy in a hooded cloak because you were wearing a Batman hat. Um, so we can tag those on our, our players so we know who can't be Battle Medicine again. Oh, that's so clever. Awesome. Nice. So uh, you guys got backups? Oh, I didn't know if you were going to talk to everybody about all of our... Like, I what think do we have everybody has an equal... I mean, you have Battle Medicine, right? Have you Battle Medicine to anyone? No, I, I have Battle Medicine for all. I have two level three spells, two level two spells, two level th- one Are spells. any of those heal? One <laughs> le- heal. Which level? What? Okay, yeah, so irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> and I got oh. stabilized. Dope. Could be yeah. helpful. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I've been thinking about backups a bit ever since we talked about the uh, the wounded rule thing. Yeah, the the wounded rule that we didn't know. We sure know it now. <laughs> oh God, is it brutal? Yeah. Now, when you go down, you add wounded to your dying, but you also add wounded to any increase in dying you take, even while you are down. So, run through the example that we talked about before, because I think that's going to be tough for people to figure out. So, I think the scary example is like we, for instance, right now. We have Sylvie wounded one, mm-hmm. right? And so if Sylvie were to get hit with an attack that causes bleed and start persistently bleeding, then what could happen is that Sylvie would go down, you know, if, if that attack put her down, would go down and with that wounded would become dying too. That's how we've been playing it so far. Right. Then if that bleed were to tick or if she were to attack, take any damage from like a AOE spell or that kind of stuff. She wouldn't go to dying three. She would go to dying four because normally when you take damage while you're dying, you go down one on the dying track. Mm -hmm. However, when you're wounded, you go down one plus your wounded level. Anytime your dying value increments, you also add your wounded value mm-hmm. to the to that your your new dying so being value. Being wounded is a lot more scary than we've played it in the past. I think, mm-hmm. and it and that's kind of the reason. Like you don't usually ever get to wounded three. Yeah, you know, wounded th- wounded three is kind of a mythical thing, or should be. Wounded two is already a death sentence, basically. Wounded two is a death sentence, realistically, because you you go straight to dying three or dying four on a crit. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, if, if we had known this from the jump, I think I would not be playing Diego right now. I think Diego would have died. I think I, somewhere in book one. I also think though, I would be spending my hero points differently. Like right now I have zero hero mm-hmm. points. True. I would never do I'd be that. hoarding them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hoarding at least one. You only have to spend one. You spend all of them, but yeah, I almost only ever have one at any given time. <laughs> true. Oh. Also true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh. It's definitely, I mean, because the hero point is you stabilize without increasing your wounded value, right? Mm-hmm. So that's pretty big. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That definitely makes that way more valuable. Now, Diego has that ability just inherently in the character once per day, which is also pretty big. Because I took numb to death. Is, that's what's giving yeah. me that. I, have I used that today? I know I've gotten knocked down. You didn't get... You have not been knocked down by this combat. No, the Luko Damon. The Luko Damon knock you down. Then, yeah. if you're not wounded, you've used it. Okay, Pretty you can sure. get rid of wounded. You can get rid of wounded. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm saying is 
the numb to death um, ability is the first time each day that you regain hit points while you're dying one, you don't gain the wounded condition. And I, I exactly think oh. I used that in the Leucodamon fight, but it says the first time a day. So it's not like I could use it a second instance. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, you were you were cured of wounded either way, but you would never have been wounded in that fight, basically. Yeah. So you, yeah. when you got brought back up and you killed the thing, uh, you wouldn't have been that wounded one. Yeah. So that's a yeah that's that's a conversation that has triggered uh, some backup character panic among the players. Oh yeah. <laughs> Does anyone have any idea of what they think they want to play? I mean, you could be very vague. We don't have to give away classes, mm-hmm. but like, are you thinking a similar type character? I know a lot of people like to play the same thing if they're the only one that dies. Mm-hmm. Are you really hoping someone else dies with you so you can switch <laughs> into like that kind of role? I I have an idea of what I want to play if Sylvie's the only one that dies, but if multiple of us die, then I have no idea. That opens up so many more options. Yeah, then we can chat about what particular role we would like to mm-hmm. play going forward, which is nice. Right. Yeah, Emily, I think we're in the same boat here. I I if I'm the only one that goes out, I love healing in this game so much. That's basically what I want to keep doing, but if we can mix and match a little bit, that would be nice to kind of uh, change things up as well. Um, not sure what I would play yet, but I think I'm coming back as uh, Vex long lost twin, uh, Rebecca. Rebecca. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rebecca Velby. Yes. <laughs> You're saying you don't want to play as your grandpa? Uh, <laughs> a confused <not> wizard? A- <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I don't hate that That's idea. That's pretty good. <laughs> I'll come in as my mom. Yeah. <laughs> we all come back as parents. Or your your father. <laughs> Sorry, the, Sylvie. Your father, the Ooh. animated puppet. She has adoptive parents. It's not the same. Oh, unless she so wants to come in, as, in as, hag. as her hag. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, that would the be kind of fun. Sorry, Diego, then. Yeah. I think if Diego dies, the only, like, philosophy I'm bringing is, I, gotta, I, gotta, I think I need to play something that is a, if he's the only one, uh, a, a 10 hit point class or higher because I think we need a frontliner that can take some hits and have some uh, you know good to average defenses as well so a couple of things that could maybe fill that role potentially yeah I mean you could certainly get higher AC than a barbarian oh too. yeah you certainly could um, which which would help in certain scenarios but it's a balancing act between the just hit point bag that Diego is now and and maybe something that you know, has three or four more AC. Yeah. On an average fight. I think there's a healthy balance somewhere too. Yeah. Well, cool. I mean, I'm not rooting for any of you to die, but uh, it is a little worrisome with the resources you have. I will say if you get through this, you're really going to like coming out on the other end. Incentive. Incentive. Yeah, I'd be alive. I mean, primarily <laughs> that. <laughs> I don't know, guys. The Boneyard, pretty cool. Yeah, pretty bo- cool little stuff going cool. on there. I guess there is the uh, like the resurrection ritual. I was looking we... into some of those and some of the spells to bring someone back in second edition. They're kind of intense. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, they're not uh, not exactly, hey, my cleric can just do it past this level. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. Resurrect fifth level ritual. Mm. So maybe not entirely out of your means if that was. It, it's a stretch, but yeah. there's a shot. Hey, you guys have been getting extra gold all uh, this whole time. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, I think I'm ready to uh, 
see what this party has. Give a hero point. Yes, I can give a hero, hero point. I know everyone's itching for one because uh, everyone spent <laughs> theirs last time, I think. Um, but this one is going to go to Sylvie for actually putting her down with that pretty clutch um, panache the, into uh, True Strike, into Finisher attack. And I think you needed like every bit of that and hit her exactly with a with the flat footed or something. Mm-hmm. So, um, so this one goes to you and it's from our friend Rez who says, did you do something with your hair? Sylvie almost burned it all off when you nearly failed your save. Well, at least you kept most of it. Thanks to this hero point. Go get them. Oh, thank you. I think I will need it. Yeah. We'll see if you, uh, if you get singed. Well, when last we left our heroes, they entered the innermost sanctum of the cult of Ergothoa below the Hospice of the Blessed Maiden and found themselves in a room with a beautiful statue of the Pallid Princess, as well as seven humors, including Milky's <laughs> fountains Humor. of these bodily fluids uh, and the, a few zombies, as well as Lady Anne Dason who told you uh, you could drink of the humors and, uh, and allow blood veil to quicken in your bodies, uh, pleasing the goddess of undeath, or she would give you a swift death. If you surrendered, you chose neither option and a fight ensued in which the party was damaged greatly, but managed to, once the flying Andesan landed, uh, deal some killing blows. However, she cried out to her goddess at the end of the combat, and her spirit rose above her body, reborn as a child of Ergothoa. And that is where we find you now. I want to make a quick note that if I die, I will also be crying out to my goddess. So uh, go ahead and jot that down. <laughs> Yep. We'll see if you were we'll see if you were a devout follower so far. Yeah. When I die, I'm gonna cry out to Aridan and hear nothing. Aridan <laughs> <laughs> responds with nothing. So as this spirit coalesces, it is given physical form. You see the liquid from each of the vats start to coalesce around the spiritual body, giving it this corporeal form an ability to strike out at you the scythe you know hardened with phlegm and pus and blood to a sharpened blade and Sylvie I believe you used all of your actions to deal the killing blow is that correct that sure is so next in the order is Diego okay so we're coming back into this. Diego has persistent damage on, and he's frightened three. Yes. Am I remembering correctly? The frightened lasts as long as I am. As long as persistent. you are bleeding. Okay. Yes. So you got hit with a second use of that um, that horrific bloodletting or whatever it was called. Um, okay. So you got to get to the flowers to start yes. your next turn in them because you don't actually get anything if you walk into them. Okay. Good to know. So, uh, Diego will then uh, immediately try to focus down on this newly reborn Andesan with his maul. 
bleeding and uh, grimacing from the multiple hits scored on him this combat. Okay, so. you're currently getting a flank. I'm going to need it with all this frightened I got on. 20 total. 20 total does not hit. Okay. The second strike. 22. 22, <laughs> also not a hit. Okay. Uh, both swings ineffective. Diego is going to stride over so that he is just barely in the the aura of these soothing blossoms. And that is his turn. That is his turn. Okay. So I now I take persistent and I do get a still one recovery check. You do check, get a recovery check, yes. So when it moves from you, it should roll persistence. Yep. Looks like I'm taking one bleed. That's that's my favorite number on the D6. That is the best the best bleed number you can take. A 13 on the die uh, for the recovery. Oof. Okay. So you are not yet recovered. It is Andason's turn. Andason will use an ability called Reap on the back line. Who are both within her reach. She's going to roll one attack roll against both of your ACs. And back line is... That's going to be Vec and Mirror. Oh. This doesn't have the manipulate trait, does it? No, it doesn't. Okay, just check it. Gotta check it. (laughs) You gotta check. So her scythe strikes out, and that is a 31 to hit. Yeah. Yeah, that hits. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so you're both gonna take... 28 points of damage. Oh, man. (laughs) Gonna be one of these. Uh, That appears to be... Ooh, six on the negative damage. Um, But yes, 28 total. And then... That felt bad. Yeah, I bet. And then that being two actions, she's going to step back. Kind of, again, like... She hasn't really left the ground, but she's kind of ignoring difficult... She's like almost like... You know, six inches off the ground, just ignoring the difficult terrain of that fountain, perhaps. It's Mir's turn. Okay. I am going to cast a spell that is extra good against undead non-skeletal creatures. Oh, she is both of those. Awesome. It is called Worms uh, Repass. And uh, gnawing worms materialize within the flesh of the target creature, dealing 46 of piercing damage and 1d6 pier- persistent piercing damage. If the target's non-skeletal corporeal, you deal an extra 2d6 of persistent piercing. So I need a fort save. Oh. Mm. Okay. Fortitude is the child of Ergothoa's weakest save. Ooh. So 28. That was a regular um, success. So you take all of the, you take full initial damage, uh, but no persistent actually, which sucks because all the extra was on persistent, but it's still gonna be 46 of piercing damage, which you'll take that. Um, it's 16 points of piercing. First blood, first, second phase blood. <laughs> and then um, going to use my last action to try to strike at it with the bow. Okay. I feel like that's the best move at this point. Maybe after this, I start healing stuff, but uh, that's a nine on the die. Yeah, so. 22 is not going to do it. Uh, what would you think Figgy does at this point? Uh, well, Figgy can't 
attack at this point, so I don't know if Figgy would want to, like, I don't know, go up to her because he's by himself. If he was able to, I feel like he'd ready a bite, but he can't, so I don't know if he'd do much. Yeah, I don't know if Figgy's intelligent enough to, like, move away from her reach. I don't, th- I wouldn't think so. Okay. Unfortunately. We'll just say he stays there, then. That's everything. All right. Next in the order is Vec. All right. I'm going to start with myself. Vec is going to reach down into his pocket and pull out a big old bandage and try to do a little battle medicine on himself before he starts spreading that around to the rest of the party. And I'll go ahead and roll that now. That is a regular success, I believe. Let me just double check my modifier. Sure is. So he's going to do a little bit of healing. Okay. That is nine points of healing, but in my curse, that's only six. Oh, no. So that is a little bit of help. Did your curse apply to all healing? I thought it was just positive energy healing. Positive energy doesn't affect me at all unless it comes from me. But Uh all healing effects are affected when I am in my curse, which is always. Then nobody is immediately about to die. And he knows that this is an undead creature because that spell was used against it. So he's going to say, back to the shadows with you and is going to cast a disrupt undead on her. I'm going to need a fort save. Oof. Oh, a fail. Okay. So he's going to be doing 17 points of positive energy damage against her as this golden lance just like rips through her shoulder. Seems like a heck of a lot more than 17 damage. Good. All right. That's his turn. Great. Back to the top of the round. It is Sylvie's turn. Sylvie is out of breath after the first phase of this combat, and she has hair that's just sticking to her face with all of the sweat. She She's wounded from the first phase, so she actually takes a step back right up next to Mir to give herself a little bit more space and then she casts mirror image on herself. Okay. Give herself a little more protection. Sounds good. It is Diego's turn. Diego, you get that um, that check to recover uh, at the start and end of your turn. Wonderful. So if you want to roll. Yes, I will take that. I also realized I have the quicken condition still uh, for a strike, so I need to remember that. Another 13 to recover is not going to do it. Uh, So Diego is going to try to start making strikes to put out some positive energy damage on her. 13 on the die for a 28. 28 does not hit. Oh, no. Okay. Another strike to swing for the fences. I think I pretty much need a 20 on this. 17 on the die for a 27. I won't do it either. Okay. And your quickened is at map. Yep, quickened is at map as well, too. Um, So I'll say that that last attack was that. So I still have two actions. I might cast mirror image on myself as well. All right. Yes, I'm going to do that. I'm going to cast. Oh, no, I'm raging. I can't cast anything. Uh, Too angry to cast. Too angry to cast. (laughs) If I wanted to cast, I should have done it before I started raging. So still have two actions. Uh, I think Diego's going to glower at her. Probably something he should have done with his first action this turn. (laughs) 
And, yeah, uh, that could have been big. Yeah, say, uh, no matter what form you take, we're not going to let you leave this chamber alive or unalive. Oh, she's going to be scared. Yeah, she's going to be scared. Um, so I am fi- still physically menacing her because I have a reach. <laughs> so <laughs> with a two on the die, how does an 18 beat her uh, will DC? It does not. Okay. You know what? I'm swinging it. I'm three actions swinging. Still open for natural 20. There's a 5% chance I do something good this turn because I haven't done anything good so far. 15 on the die. Won't do it. Uh, okay. Well, hopefully you roll another 15 as we move off of your turn and yeah. you take some... It's like five points of bleed. I take that. 34 hit points. Rolling my recovery check. Eight. It is her turn. She's going to step back once more and then... So I'm gonna play this 20 foot burst will get everybody. Uh, just know you take a minus two circumstance penalty to the save if you are already diseased, which is the Figster, it is um, Sylvie and Diego. But we're all in the flowers. So You're on the flowers, that. so a well. So this is not a disease. It's just that is that oh. is a factor. Uh, it's it's a I see, spell I see. called sudden blight. Mm-hmm. So um, she casts that. It it hits everybody. And yes, those of you with a disease take a minus two to your save here. Minus two circumstance. Okay. Yes. Twenty three for Vec. All right, that's a fail. Twenty one for Diego. It's also a fail. 23 for Figgy and 28 for Mir. Mir succeeds, Figgy fails. Oh, 23 for Sylvie. That is also a failure. And so this negative energy just kind of coalesces in the entire area that you're all occupying. (gasps) And fortunately, like the the bloom that Mir set, like it it almost looks like it's about to wilt all of those flowers, but they seem to persist through the gloom that this creates. Well, actually, does yours actually create flowers? Um, I mean, uh, I think maybe. The spell also rots all small and tiny non-creature plants in the area. Eliminating non-magical undergrowth. It's, it is magical undergrowth because I... It's magic. And it attempts to counteract any magical effect on the plants before withering them. Oh, wow. So it will attempt to... You're going to all take damage from this. You'll take 17 if you failed. What's that? 8 if you didn't. And then this will attempt to counteract your... This is a level four spell attempting to counteract your bloom. How, how does this work? I'm not familiar at all. Uh, I'm going to say it's counteracted with a 35. So uh, a counteract check, I'm rolling essentially my spell attack roll uh, versus your versus the DC of your spell. So your spell DC is a 26, right? Now I'm using a fourth level spell to counteract what is your bloom, a third level spell? Yeah. And so I just need a failure to be able to counteract it because it's a level lower. 
if I succeed, I can counteract a spell level equal to or one higher, and then if I critically succeed, yada, yada, yada. So um, so this would, ca- in fact, counteract that um, magical undergrowth. So actually, you see the flowers in this bloom just wilt under the sudden blight. That's bad for us. Whew. Okay, so the bloom is gone, and you've all taken some damage there. And Mir, it is your turn. Man, the flowers being gone is sad. Very sad. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm gonna battle Medicine Diego. Yeah, he's low. Which uh, which DC are you targeting? I I don't think I want to do the risky one. To target twenty. Um. Well, if I t- so if I target, what do I? What's what's my what's my chance? I have to get a twelve or higher for th- DC thirty. Critting a twenty, I think, would be good. Yeah, so I was just thinking, I don't want to risk that. Because right. I'm already yeah. getting a static 10, which is... Yeah, 12 or higher crits a 20, so... All right, well, good thing you didn't risk it. Um, yeah, I, I have a 7 on the die, so eight, uh, only a 25, and so 18 um, battle medicine. Hey, that Diego. more than doubles my current health total. And then I think my next action... Is like maybe maybe I also battle medicine Sylvie. I know she's not doing that bad. I could battle medicine myself as well. Might be a little bit of a round of battle medicine. <laughs> yeah, I think she's got mirror image on. So if you if you top her up a little bit, she should be able to wait in for a few rounds. That's a good me. point. Yeah, and she's doing a lot of staring at the space right behind. <laughs> Uh, very far away from the party, right behind the child of Ergothoa. So she looks like she's about ready to run. Okay. All right. She looks determined. Let's see. Um, well, it's a much better roll. 13 on the die. Uh, so get um, a pretty great thing there because it's a critical success. So you have 22 um, points of healing to Sylvie. And then... Um, I might use my last action just to try and hit her with the bow. Okay. Mm-hmm. See if you can get a bleed on. Could be good. So, because this is battle medicine, does this count as treat wounds for hit point restoration or not? It does not. Okay. There is no way to get rid of the wounded condition mid-combat. Mm, okay. It's, uh, it's an only out-of-combat thing. I rolled poor, so I do not hit. All right. It's Vex's turn. Yeah, okay. no, Figgy is going to run over to Mir. Okay, Figgy runs over to Mir. Because he hurting now. All yeah, right. Stay clustered. Right, and to that end, um, this lady clearly likes to use AoE. She likes to use sweeping stuff that targets the back line. So Vec is going to take a couple steps backwards, which is going to put a little bit of distance between him and her, about 15 feet or so further from where he was. Um, I guess as the crow flies now, they're about 45 feet away. Um, And there's the cluster of everybody else in the middle. Diego is still in the red zone, so he is going to target him with a level one heal. And you see this bolt of golden energy that like wraps its way up his wrist, coalesces at his palm and pushes towards Diego. All right, now get up there, boy, get up there. Breaking out the good stuff. Uh, yeah, the level one heals is like it's the good shit <laughs> right now. Bring out the whole ocean. <laughs> uh, 
All right, that's 14 points of healing, but then I'm going to use my reaction to trigger my healer's halo, which I have not done on you yet for an additional point of healing. Hey, I'll take it. Who knows when that point could uh, could come in handy. And that's my turn. Great. It's Sylvie's turn back at the top of the round. Sylvie turns to Diego, who's standing right next to her. I'm going in. Let's take her down together. And Sylvie runs right by the fountain and is going to end up right on the other side of Andesen. And then now that she's far away from the party, she's going to attempt to tumble through. She didn't have quite enough movement to get that in one movement. And I noticed no attacks of opportunities. So that's good. It's very good. That's a 29. 29 is a successful tumble. Yeah. Yes. All right. Sylvia's in a state of panache. And because she tumbled through, uh, Andesen's going to be flat-footed to this finisher. And Sylvie has had her striking, disrupting rapier out this whole time. Oh, yeah. Please, we need this. We need this. Oh, only a 26. That is a miss by one. Oh, no. that is so sad. I take a little, uh, little side damage, right? Yeah, you still do take half of 3d6. So here we go. So it would have been eight total. So you'll take four. Okay. And that's it. Looks like it's Diego's turn now. Okay. Diego is going to move up and attack as well. There we go. I really need to make this count because I have two rounds left of rage and, and the positive energy that's associated with it, including this round. So I have got to get some hits in here. First attack. 16 on the die for a 31. 31 is a hit. There yes. you go. All right. All right. All right. All right. Stay calm. Stay calm. <laughs> Low damage, but still po- triggering positive. 21 points of damage. Okay. Hold, please. Looks like I lost connection. Hmm. Seems like more damage than that. Oh, good, nice. good, good. Okay. I've uh, preemptively thought of any other third action things I want to do up front. And, uh, what? Quicken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm thinking about, like, other intimidation things mm. um, that, I, that I should be doing before my turn. But I tried to demoralize. She's immune to that now. I don't think there's that much else. I think I'm just going to keep trying to roll high. I've got a plus 10 on the second one. I need a 17 or higher to hit. Cocked. Three on the die. Not going to hit. Mm. Could you use an action to call Gakenin so I can also battle uh, medicine him? You know what? That is not a bad idea. I think that's what he's going to do. We said he was just outside the hall. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so if you want Gakenin to full move, he can move 15 feet into the room. I will spend an action to do that. Um, I'm worried about him getting caught in a blast with me. Keep him back then. Yeah, is is, is where he is right now okay? That's as far as he can go. Okay, so. okay, that's as far as he can go. All right, well, Unless that, you ask, you know, use another action to make him move again. Nope. That is, that is my full turn with move, attack, quick and attack, All right. and call. And then you take one point of bleed... Oh, 15 <gasps> on the die for the recovery Yay! check. Oh there my we goodness. Go. I am no longer frightened three. 
That's hit your recovery big. check. That's, That's big. huge. I can hit now. I can hit things better. Uh, well, you did hit her, and so she's yes. going to target you. Not even Ergothoa herself could hit me right now. Uh, so she's going to reap, attacking both of you. <laughs> I stand by what I said. Uh, Sylvie. No, I'm not going to nimble dodge. I don't think it'll matter. But I do have mirror images. You, got, you have mirror images, yeah. Okay, that's a 35. Oh, that's a crit. Yep, that's that's just a crit for me too. I should have nimble dodged. Okay, so um, give me the mirror image rules. I know I definitely hit you with a critical on mirror image. Is it? So mirror image. One is destroyed and the attack roll becomes a success. Okay, oh. so you're both taking regular damage on this. I'm I'm taking the crit, I believe. Why would you take the crit? I don't have mirror image. Oh, yes. Okay. I wasn't able to cast because I'm raging. Okay, so I'll roll these. Um, I'll roll it, and then you... Do- oh, shit, no, I have to roll the crit for you, Diego. Special? It's a, okay, yeah. It's a deadly D10. Um, so, Sylvie, you're going to take 25 points of damage. Diego... Oh. oh, shoot. You take 47 points of damage. Diego takes the hit, staggers back. You see his eyes roll back in his head and then snap back as he surges forward with two hit points <gasps> left. I'm not going down to dying too quite yet. Then I think she will just attempt to pallid touch you. Where? Gross. Is that a spell? No. Ugh. So she's targeting Diego here again. She will take uh, map out of the so map twice out of the normal attack. Twenty-seven. That will hit. Okay. So Diego, you're going to take seventeen points of damage. And go down. And then I need you to make me a fortitude save. Okay. 27. 27, you're okay. Okay, so I am dropping to dying one. Yes, you are dying one now. And you're already in front of her in initiative, directly in front of her in initiative, so you're good. It is now Mir's turn. Hmm, my turn. I think it would be wise if I battle medicine Gaken. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> so I will walk 15 feet over to Gaken. Oh, wait. Hang on a second. <gasps> Does he disappear when you go on Yeah, potentially. Why don't I search Archives of Neth is Gaken? <laughs> <laughs> you know they watch the show, baby. <laughs> Gaken. This is an idolon taken by a barbarian for no period. For no reason. <laughs> Very, very bad choice. Portrayed by Taylor Lautner. Geekin is okay. <laughs> if you are just a zero hit points, your Eidolon physical form dissolves, unmanifests. And I need oh, to use no. a three action manifest Eidolon to bring him you back. You just brought him back. Take him off the board. He's useless to me. Oh, well. <laughs> well, I know what you're doing <laughs> next turn when you get up. Manifesting. <laughs> you can't manifest till you fall out. I guess you fell out of rage now. <laughs> Yeah, because that's concentrate, right? Yeah. 
Jeez, this was a... Uh, I don't know who sold me on this. This was a scam perpetrated by <laughs> others others than other than myself. My man, so nobody was pulling for this. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big Should I just walk forward and do a two, the two-action heal? Well, I don't have to walk forward, actually. Yeah, you could just hit me. Just do a two-action yeah. heal. Do it. Do it. It's not going to be good. doesn't have to be good. It just has to be a point or two. Five. Well, One. 13. 13. Okay, healed, not dying, but dreadful wounded one. <laughs> <laughs> Scary. Yeah, that's terrifying. All right, so that's a two action right there. Uh, <clears throat> I think I might battle medicine myself, actually. I'm looking pretty bad. Understandable. Yeah, I see the appeal. Battle medicine's all the rage these days. Oopsies. What are you targeting? 20. I feel better when it's at least 50 50. <laughs> All right. Only a nine on the die, so I picked a good call. Okay. 20 points of healing, and it is now Vex's turn. Well, unless Figgy's doing something. <clears throat> Figgy doesn't do anything because Figgy also hurt. All right, Vex. Okay. I mean, I feel like we just got to keep sinking hit points into Diego with us. How bad is he's looking? So Vec is about to cast this spell and he's starting to get worried. Like everyone is looking bad and we haven't really put that much hurt on this child of Ergothoa. This, at least what the art portrays is like this sickle laden lady with giant black horns. And right before he does though, the spell like almost fizzles for a second as he, as he pauses for just a moment. He's like, oh yeah. And he reaches down into his belt and pulls out as an action. He pulls out this like pouch that's full of some sort of like gel. You can see it's like a, it's like an icy hot pack almost. And he throws it down the corridor. And as he does, then he blasts the spell through it. This is me using the healer's gel lesser, which I have. And so I drew it as one action and then activate is cast a spell. So I don't like add a component to the spell. So what this will do is I will roll my heal like normal. And then you're going to add five temporary HP on top of that. Ooh. So he throws it down the hallway and blasts the thing through it. Kind of like if he's like skeet shooting or something. And it pierces right through the bag, which splatters and goes straight into Diego's eyes blinding him. Yes. <laughs> oh, Baby, that is max off of that heal. All right, so 21 points of regular healing plus five temporary HP. That's as good as it gets right now for me. I'm happy. That's nice. Back to the top of the round. It is Sylvie. Sylvie is going to do what she does best and attempts a tumble through. Okay. Oh, no, but that's only a 21. 21's not going to do it. I'm going to try one more time. Oh, a 38. <laughs> Much better. If only I could have saved that one potentially for the attack roll. Because <laughs> uh, what does she do? Spin around and attempts a confident finisher. Okay. Here we go. 29. And she's flanked. Yep, 29 is a hit. Yes! <laughs> All right. Big. Sylvie is able to 
pierce through the cloak and hit a little bit of this child of Ergothoa. That is 32 points of damage, and that does include some positive energy. Yeah, it looks more like 42 points of damage. And the child of Ergothoa just hisses at that. It is now Diego's turn. Okay. Diego is no longer raging because he's gone unconscious, so he can no longer do positive damage with his maul, which is awful. He's going to grab the maul. He's going to stand up. Action left. Well, I can... I can strike. I could strike twice if I wanted to, which is not what I think I want to do because I've got last round. One, you got it. <laughs> last round for quicken. I can do. I can cast mirror image if 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 I'm up next round as well too. Um, but two strikes, I think, makes sense here. Coming back to life, springing up with a cat-like quickness and trying to finish this awful creature off. Nine on the die for a twenty-seven. 27 meets beats with the flank. Yes. Go. 19 points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. Second swing. 25, unfortunately. Mm. No hit on the second swing. Okay. That's have a turn. pretty solid chunk on the first attack. The oil of swiftness falls away. <laughs> the maul no longer feels so swift. <laughs> uh I got a reap again. Here comes the reap. This time, Sylvie will nimble dodge. Okay. You you reap what you sow. Okay, just remember that. Yeah, I'm you're gonna you're that. gonna the sowing's coming. Hey, and Chris, don't feel fear the reaper, all right? You know. Uh, I fear it. I fear it. I fear <laughs> oh, it. Oh boy, that's a so that's much. a thirty nine to hit both of you. That still crits, but I still have. Images, so yeah, okay, image. so, just so here's what's gonna happen. Sylvie's gonna take regular damage, and now you're down to one image. Hey, they're saving me. God. What a good spell. Uh, so that's 17 points of damage for you, Sylvie. I can take that. And then Diego. Think low. Uh, manifest a small. That roll. is 36 points of damage. Oh, the temp HP saved <gasps> me. I'm oh. still up. Yeah. In about the same spot I was after the last <laughs> reap. I think the child of Ergothoa is then going to attempt to just remove this extra Sylvie with a pallid touch. Ooh, but a, a 17 is a miss by minus eight. And since it's just a miss and not a critical miss, it does pop that image. All right. I think, unless there's like a rider there that's like missed by five or something. I wish. I think it's just a miss. So yeah, she doesn't hit you, doesn't deal damage, but does pop that final image and your mirror image is cleared. She got what she wanted. Mm-hmm. Mirror, it's your turn. I might think about using my last focus point here to cast a 5d6 bludgeoning attack finish off every single boss in this dungeon the same way. Can't take them with you. Yeah, alright, I'm gonna use a focus point to do Pulverizing Cascade. Actually, it's 76 bludgeoning, so I'm gonna cast that. I do need a reflex save. That is a fail. Oh! Two on the die. Wow! Wait, this is a 10-foot burst. Our burst is tiny? 10-foot's the radius, so can can you do it without catching us in it? I think, yeah, if I put I think it you here. you can cast it along the back wall, and it'll probably be I, okay. Literally, I can put it right here, and okay. it doesn't wonderful, wonderful. Oh, that goes into one of the humor bowls. <laughs> it does. Mm, it sprays all over. 
Oh man, pretty average damage, but 21 points of damage, bludgeoning. Okay. Um, and that was two actions. My last action is going to be to just attempt to strike as, um, trying to do some damage here. It's a four on the die. Ooh, <laughs> miss. Um, and that's that's the whole turn. Uh, nothing for Figgy. I still haven't really healed him. Makes sense. Vec. Oh boy. I want to keep the pressure up on her, but I think you should. The healing's... That's the thing, like, if I if I dump another level one heal into Diego, you're so low that it's literally not going to matter. It There's won't matter. I'm going to go down like, regardless. Right, her static's just going to take you out. So uh, almost against his better judgment, um, Vec kind of like... Uh, I don't know. Uh, here we go. And he's just going to try to capture this golden energy around him and sling it back at her again with a disrupt undead. Yeah. yeah. Let's see what happens here. What's the range on that? 30 feet. But if I extend the range with my reach spell, I do get her. There you go. Yeah. I wasn't sure if you were moving or reaching. Uh, Definitely reaching. I don't want to get close to her. All right. I'm going to need a fortitude save. Ooh, meats. Ouch. All right. That is a regular success. So the damage before any sort of halving is going to be 17. We're coming down to eight. Still has the desired effect. You trigger that. You trigger that weakness. You still trigger the positive. Yeah. All right. Sylvie, take her out. Sylvie, you are up. Now naked, no images. She's feeling alone on this side of the room, but she knows Diego is still there trying to fight. So again... For the time being. <laughs> he's wheezing in front of her. <laughs> he, he looks like he's about to fall over, but he's still threatening. So they're flanking right now. Mm-hmm. Sylvie's still pretty light on her feet, so she attempts to tumble through. All right, let's see it. 29. 29 is a successful tumble. Yes, feeling a little bit more confident. She strikes out with her rapier using a confident finisher saying, not even your God can save you now. And she puts all of her weight behind this attack with a 32. Yes. 32 hits. Let's go. (laughs) Oh, really bad damage. (laughs) Only 17. She must have just okay, caught an edge. Sylvia, so you strike at the heart of the daughter yeah! of Kefella, and its form wavers, and then it explodes into all seven humors, covering you and Diego, and you each need to make me a fortitude save oh, as no. you kill the beast. Oh, no. oh. She's still doing us dirty. Yeah, the dirtiest possible. Oh, 27. Uh, does, 27 is a fail. Does anti-plague count here? Anti-plague does count here. Okay. Oh, I need to take that into account. 29, still fail. Okay. Ooh, natural 20 for a 33. Natural 20. Still fail. <laughs> no, it, it is a, uh, it actually, 33 would succeed, so it is a critical success. So, Diego, you're the only one affected here. However, you are taking a direct dose of blood veil which is going to put you straight to stage three drained three stupefied two all right let me tick that on and see what that does 
Drain three. I think Diego falls at this. I think the drain three puts him under. So this burst happens and Diego, you just get a mouthful of humors and immediately like through your fur, you can even see it. Just these red splotches that are rising up your throat and your eyes like swell shut with mucus. You hack one last cough and collapse onto the ground. So I am at dying two right now. Yes. Okay. And I think we have a stabilize in the group. So yep. Yeah, Mir has stabilized. There's no need for me to keep the combat going uh, because the encounter is truly over. Okay. I'm coming back wounded too. Well, at this point, I don't think there's any threats. I think we're going to spend all of this time healing. God, I hope there's no threats. Please just give us good loot. Please just give you good loot. It makes you think there's loot. It'd be really unfair. It'd be really unfair, would it? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to put the original inundation token on the board. It's the end of a book. It's the end of a book. That doesn't guarantee loot. Uh, You guys can double click her. She should be lootable. Oh. Uh, Although I thought I had. We should be rolling. Unidentified those items. So let me obscure them. Yeah. Uh, you probably already. I mean, you guys I are. I saw the enough. names of them, but I don't know what they you do. You guys are high enough level to know that the potion she has on her is a bark skin potion. Okay, so uh, grab okay. that. But Neat. I will need. Uh, let me throw these in the chat. There is an unusual scythe and an unusual breastplate. Uh, make sure if you have multiple traditions and want to roll on them, you do so. Stupefied too does not make this easy. <laughs> no. Okay, Mir, you were able to identify the scythe. Nice. That is what is known as a grizzly scythe. It's a level nine item. Oh! While this sinister-looking weapon isn't inherently evil, its unsettling appearance and powers particularly appeal to those who revel in causing pain. A grizzly scythe has a twisted thorny heft and a blade that appears to be rusted, but it functions as a plus one striking wounding scythe. You can activate it on command once per hour when your attack roll is a critical success and instead of inflicting slashing damage with the scythe you can inflict negative damage and you regain a number of hit points equal to half the negative damage inflicted and the creature struck becomes sick and won from the agony this is supremely cool Mm -hmm. Uh, now Sylvie is the only one able to identify the armor but I will identify it for you it's an armor known as a breastplate of command. Oh. It is a plus one resilient breastplate made from shining bronze overlaid with reinforcing golden panels in the shape of lion's heads. Wearing this breastplate grants you a commanding aura. You gain a plus two item bonus to diplomacy checks, but you take a minus two item penalty to stealth checks to hide and sneak and deception checks to impersonate. Once per day... You can activate it and grant allies within 100 feet a plus two status bonus to saves against fear effects for one minute. When you activate this ability, each affected ally who's frightened or who is frightened reduces their frightened value by one. That's massive. Mm. All right. I do just want to say really quick. This is important for everyone to know as we think about who's going to get this. Not that I want it, but when we look at her drawing, she is only wearing a corset. So... (laughs) 
Canonically, <laughs> if you put this on. Keep that in mind. <laughs> it is a corset. <laughs> Who wears medium armor other than Diego? I don't know that anyone does. None? I mean, I proficiency. Mm-mm, I'm wearing light. Who wields two-handed weapons other than Diego? <laughs> I, would, I, I use a two-handed crossbow. <laughs> So Wait, a cro- not a crossbow, right? Or not a crossbow, longbow. A I keep doing that. Hand, one plus hands. Diego, well, uh, turn, Diego turns to the rest of you and says, he picks up the scythe and looks at it and says, even after we've shown the people of Corvosa what's happened here in this, in this awful temple, there are going to be those who don't believe us, who will jump to any other conclusion, use any other possible excuse to... to to reason why this couldn't happen. I'm going to carry this scythe and show them the truth of what happened here. Oh. And so the scythe is now going to be his main weapon. This is such a cool item. I just learned that I am trained in medium armor. I don't need it. Can you wear metal? That's a good question. I don't know if that's an anathema to druids anymore. Well, I believe it could be because of the the two orders I have, it might be. I'll double check. Yeah, you'd have to check. I think the one that wild shapes. Yeah, no, I'm good. You take that. I don't need it. That's not... uh, Give me one made of wood. I want a wood (laughs) corset. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> Diego's gonna he's gonna take it to the uh the the Smithy, okay, and uh, and get it reshaped for him. All right, Diego, hold your breath. We're gonna take it. <laughs> okay. Um You guys wanna maybe, you know, start healing up and, and doing some perception checks around here? Yeah, Mir wants to do perception be, checks and heal, but seems to be the main chamber. I mean, I could start just rolling heels, or do we just want to hand wave it? I like you, can, know. you could probably hand wave the healing. You guys stay down here for however long you want. Mm-hmm. We stay in here for a while. Yeah. All right, then I'll start rolling perception then. To look around. Oh, no, it was bad. I got a 30. 25. Stupefied. I got a 28, or a 26. 28 for Sylvie. I think you got a 31. Yeah, so Vec and... Uh, Figgy probably doesn't really notice this because you can't use mechanical things. Vec, you notice at the base of the statue a secret compartment that when pushed kind of takes that base and like slides the whole base out. And you see several interesting items in the base along with several journals. Now, uh, I don't have a box for you yet because I've been waiting for this encounter to be over before upgrading and some of these items are not in this version of Pathfinder yet. Ooh. Ooh. So, that's fun. Uh, those of you with notes are going to want to write this down. Oh shit. Okay. Yep. Well, are going to want to write these items down as you identify them. Um, so there are two staves. There is a dark hooded cloak there is uh, there are what appear to be several stones three of them to be precise uh, look like pebbles there is a potion and a wand wow a lot of potential stuff there sounds very magical yes so I'm going to need 
um, magical tradition checks. If you want to do, we can start with uh, one of the staves is covered in um, in like this soft dust. And you can see towards the stop, top of the staff, it actually looks like it's made of petrified mycelium. Okay. That makes me so... I rolled so bad, and this clearly screams nature-based staff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sylvie got a natural 20 for a 32. Yeah, Sylvie, you recognize this. This is what's known... As a spore shepherd staff. I thought it might be. This is the greater version. Oh. Uh, so the staff is constructed from a magically grown Amantia, I think that's how you say it, mushroom, with a shaft that spreads into a bright red cap speckled in white. While wielding the staff, you gain a plus two circumstance bonus to nature checks to identify fungus. Um, this staff contains the cantrip puff of poison, uh, and then first level protector tree. Uh, summon fungus, second level protector tree, summon fungus or tree shape, and third level protector tree, stinking cloud, summon fungus, and wall of thorns. That's a bitchin' stave. Now, oh, sorry, sorry. Kurt. Note, note that the protector tree resembles a giant mushroom. Of course, tree of course. At each level. Staff is wicked. That's um, pretty cool. You just want to roll on the second staff? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course we do. 17. 25. 24. 30. Yeah, your 30 will get it. Is it fungus? She could use the staff. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, but it is made of a smooth white wood that is capped with a cross. You recognize this as a greater staff of healing. Hmm. And this staff, um, the greater version, provi- provides a plus two bonus to... Uh, the healing provided by all healing spells cast by the user. Ooh. Uh, in addition, it contains the cantrip stabilize at first level heal, second level heal restoration and restore senses, and third level heal and remove disease. Well, well, well. Mm. I want to roll on that one. I will too, actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go ahead. Uh, what do you guys want to roll on next? The- what, you're going to throw away your grandfather's stuff? Yes. Trash. <laughs> Uses firewood. What do you guys want to roll on next? The um, Dark Hooded Cloak. Yeah. Dark Hooded Cloak. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I already have a cloak, so I don't need it. 21. Natural 20. Ooh. Oh, three. So. 13. You look at this cloak, and it is. Its cloth is so deep, dark purple, you almost get lost in it. And it almost appears black the depths of this purple and it's woven with dark blue and purple shapes suggesting wings of nocturnal creatures this is umbral wings and while wearing this cloak you gain low light vision and a plus one item bonus to seek creatures in addition once per hour you can activate the cloak for one action to gain a fly speed equal to your speed until the end of your next turn if you aren't standing on solid ground when the effect ends you fall Wow. Ooh. Neat. That's very cool. I've already gotten a lot of stuff already, so I'm going to take my name out for that. I would like to know about these several stones, uh, the three pebbles. Sure. I always figured we'd just figure out what everything is, then figure out where it is. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
All right. Well, I got another three on the die for because uh, apparently I don't care at all about rocks and and, and uh, fungus. Twenty three. Nineteen. I only got a 16, but then with occultism, a 30. So these are a trio of dull black pebbles. uh, And when you touch them, they're strangely cold, but also you pick them up and they have like way more weight to them than you would expect. Um, These are what are known as grudge stones. (laughs) And uh, they're talismans that you can affix to a weapon, which gives you against the triggering creature a plus three status bonus to damage rolls for one minute until or until the target dies. Uh, the activate is a creature tr- critically hits you. So if you get crit by something, then you this grudge stone activates and you have a grudge against them and get a plus three to all your damage. Universally useful for us. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. a fun Ooh, one. Yeah. Do you want to know about the wand? 26 for the wand. I think 26 is actually enough to know about the wand. Good. Um, ooh, sorry. No, it isn't. I was Damn thinking it. it was a different level. That's good, though. That's good. It's I mean, stronger. Yeah, that is good. Did anyone else roll for the wand? 23. 24. Let me try occultism. Nope. One last shot with nature. Also a no. We don't know. Just do All not right. know. We'll shove that in the bag. Could be a little intrigue, you know, to leave for later. And then I'll take uh, crafting for the potion. Or I guess it's a potion, so it should be, it's actually magical tradition. So I'll take magical tradition. We all take a little taste. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody takes a taste. 29. I waft like a proper scientist. I'm no scientist. I'll taste that. Science hasn't been invented yet. I know. I use mud. Yeah, what do you think? Is this Alkenstar? Huh, get out of here. I lost connection. I think Vex good enough to know. This is like this. It almost the potion within here almost looks like squid ink. Okay, and uh, it's what's known as a tentacle potion. When you drink it, the potion causes you to extrude a long, flexible limb of ectoplasm. <laughs> your clothes doesn't need to accommodate this limb of ghostly matter, which can extrude through your clothing and armor. It lasts one hour, and you can dismiss the activation. You can't hide or disguise the tentacle. You can use the limb to perform simple in, simple interact actions, such as opening an unlocked door. Your limb can't perform actions that require significant manual dexterity, including any action that would require a check to accomplish. You can't use it to hold items. At one time, you can have only one extra limb from any version of this potion. Stronger tentacle potions replace the effects of weaker ones. This actually is a stronger one. It is a tentacle potion moderate. Ooh. And so it is as lesser, but you can use the limb to hold an item up to like bulk. You can also use the whole limb to hold on to a suitable anchor point, such as a tree branch, balcony, or rocky outcropping. While using your limb in this way, you have free use of all your other limbs, so you can perform tasks that require both hands. Oh. This potion lasts eight hours instead of one. So, I- so this would let you do what you were trying to do during the fight, which was hold on to the statue and use your two hands ah. to attack. That would be good for me, but I really think we should give it to Figgy. Um, just for the comedic value. Just so Figgy can <laughs> hold an item. I want No, I want Figgy to have an eight-hour tentacle. And just see, just uh, see have him explore right this, pla- this space mm-hmm. with that. You know? Figgy, you know, hold a hold a potion so he can feed it to himself <laughs> when he's... Uh, I would he's... like his tentacle to come straight out of his back. Like, straight up. Fair enough. Um, Anyways... In addition, you find Andason's notes. Ooh. 
That's what we needed. And assuming you're spending time to kind of study the notes because you're spending time to heal and everything, I would take a society check to decipher. Sylvie will take a look at those. A 28. 28 is enough. Searching through the notes, you find a combination of some of the information that you had gathered before from varying notes of the other researchers, and this paints the entire picture of the disease. It even mentions finding a particularly deadly mold in a location called Foxglove Manor that was used in the creation of this disease. It contains information about the cult of Ergothoa's connection with the Red Mantis assassins hired by Queen Iliosa to create this disease. And it contains various other notes on diseases um, that an Ergothoan who, you know, specializes in the in the disease side of the warship or of warship uh, might carry. You do find information that you think would be useful to Ramoska Archminos regarding the, well, a very difficult to find and unlikely ingredient in um, that, that could be used to counteract the curse slash disease of vampirism. Um, and it is, it seems like it's somewhat kept secret by the Church of Ergothoa in order to, you know, prevent a cure for that disease from ever being found. Ah, that's wild. Is this, this is the first confirmed evidence we have that the queen was orchestrating this, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you, she, she told you herself that the queen was uh, involved. Yeah, but she's dead and she won't testify for us. Yeah. Her notes will. This is difficult information, though, to try to get out there. The queen's in charge. Yes. We have to so be very she's not going to take too kindly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, like, how do you do that? One, because, like, who do you report that to? Because the queen is the queen. Like, <laughs> there's not someone else to report it to besides the Ooh. public, and then hope what hope the public will. Uh, rise up against the queen. Gotta I feel like we every have a few printing people press organization. we could trust, like Blackjack. Yeah, it's just what what do what do we do? What do they do with it? That's my concern. We'll discuss it with. Them. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll see what they think. Griffin will tell us the answer is that NPC, <laughs> or we will <laughs> we will chart our own path with their guidance. We have agency here too. Um, the component uh, that that you read about uh, and that I assume, you know, after you've healed, you probably take back to uh, Ramoska Archminos is known as the Sun Orchid Elixir, although it is exceedingly rare. So is that something that we would, we would do now? We've, we've got the time to do? Like, we're done with this room or anything? Yeah, I mean, you've got the notes you need. You've search the room. You probably mm-hmm. don't want to drink the humors. Diego is clearly very sick, mm-hmm. um, but is, you know, stable for now. Uh, you guys are able to pretty much heal up and 
And yeah, you you know you you promised him on your way back. You give him a pound of flesh or that, whatever. That's kind of where my head's going. Like we we come out to his room. Alcaminos, we were successful, and Dason's dead. And I think we have what we need to stop this virulent disease from taking the lives of any more Kavosans. But we did find something that I think would be of use to you. There's notes here on on vampires. Um, it looks like there's some certain things in, referenced in the notes that still might be secret within the, the within the cult of Ergothoa. So I don't know that this is everything that you need, but it'll get you pointed in the right direction. For what it's worth, it's going to be difficult. Um, Sun Orchid Elixir. I'm sure you've heard of that in your studies as an <laughs> alchemist. Do you know much of the Sun Orchid Elixir? Uh, nothing but rumors and whispers on the wind. I heard it's a path to godhood. That seems unlikely, but uh, rumors? Yes, it, uh, it had very strange properties in mortals that allowed them to stop and reverse the aging process entirely. Something that you might be quite familiar with as a follower of the dead god. Did you ever know that before he was a god, Aradin and his followers consumed of the Sun Orchid Elixir when it was more plentiful? Now, I heard a lot of stories um, from my grandfather about those dark days after Earthfall when comets fell from the sky and blotted out the atmosphere and an entire continent sank below the waves. Um, there was a, a, a people that were much more advanced than any civilization that wanders the land today, basically wiped away in an evening. And um, one man, a, a man who held a lot of power in that civilization, he was supposed to pick who was going to lead them and he didn't. He kept that power for himself. Some say that that's why Earthfall happened. I think the real cause may be lost to time. But regardless, that man Eredin led people away. I, I never heard any stories of him consuming Sun Orchid Elixir or any of his followers, but like I'd said, a lot of that period of time is lost to time. Are you ready to make good on our bargain? And although the Sun Orchid Elixir may be a potential cure for uh, the disease that afflicts me, uh, your blood, I think, shares similar properties. And it is much more readily available to me to test at this, like, Vex shivers a little bit and looks back to the rest of the people that he's traveling with. I don't know if this all makes sense right now. I imagine this might be a little confusing. Um, I promise I'll explain this all soon, but what this man says is essentially true. Um, we, we've got some stuff to talk about, but uh, yes, Mr. Arkminos, I'm ready. Careful, Vicaris. He could be a vampire. <laughs> Diego, he is. Oh, goodness. <laughs> uh, so, yes, Ar Arcminos would begin drawing more of your blood than he had before. 
Um, mechanically, this is going to give you the drained two condition. Now, suppose I already had drained one. It's just going to increase you to two. All right, cool. Welcome to the drain club. Good to be here. You've got one more level to go before we can hang out together. <laughs> wow, I'm the only one without drain. <laughs> yeah, the party is fairly drained. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I think at this point, the vampire thanks you for, you know, for all the information you've given him and um, and basically tells you he's going to wait till nightfall and leave Corvosa unless um, unless you'd like him to stick around a while to attempt to engineer this cure. Mr. Arkminos, how do you feel about testifying in the light of day? I don't think that would be quite possible for me, unfortunately, and I do not wish to uh, get muddled in this city's politics. I am willing to help the group of you if uh, to reverse some of the wrongs that uh, that I have participated in, uh, but I would like to return to my master Anustalov with this new information. I think I can make some strides in in my research if I am back at my home laboratory. Any support you can lend to the city of Corvosa after the damage that you've contributed to would be much appreciated. I understand that your relationship with Andesen was, was business, it was transactional, but it did do harm. And you have what you want now. If you could help the city a little bit before you leave, well, who knows if we'll ever see each other again, but we would certainly appreciate it. I will remain down here awaiting um, whoever on the surface you choose to uh, divest this information to. And um, if they are willing to work with a creature of the night, then uh, we can arrange for my coffin to be taken to uh, whatever lab you and your friends are using to engineer the cure. As long as I have access to uh, such a lab at night time, I can um, I could work with the healers up above, but you may have to do some negotiating for me if... I'm going to be working side by side with clerics of good gods or uh, lawful <laughs> individuals that see me as a blight on the city. Leave that to me. I'll make sure they say sense. Okay. With that, he bids you farewell and you can make your way back to the freight elevator and up. I imagine like the gate parts as you... You step out of it onto the first floor, just battered and exhausted, mm-hmm. and um, and you can tell that the sick have actually been being tended to up here with your stand-in fake gray maidens and um, and plague doctors. Uh, they've actually been you know trying to take care of the people up here. Uh, the the air of sickness is a little bit less than you remember it from the last time you were here. And you finished book two. Oh my 
like that. Yay. Crimson Throne. Hell Woo. yeah. So I think we'll continue the curse campaign next time. One third. Wow. One third. <laughs> <laughs> The Bestow Curse Podcast is a Hideous Laughter Productions show. Hideous Laughter Productions is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Curse of the Crimson Throne is copyright 2016. Curse of the Crimson Throne and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo, Pathfinder, their respective logos, and all Paizo titles, characters, and artwork are properties of Paizo Incorporated and used with permission.